find out what's making you sick and how to heal. Anthony William is the medical medium. Hello, I'm Anthony William. You're listening to the Medical Medium Radio Show, where each week I talk about the most advanced healing information. It's often decades ahead of what's out there now, decades ahead of time. Who has 10 years, 20 years to wait for answers? And today we're talking about vitiligo. So who wants to wait for answers for vitiligo? I mean, you would be surprised. You really would. Um, With chronic illness in the industry right now, there's very few answers. It's unbelievable. Even where we are today, you know, I remember, you know, back 30 years ago, and I remember 30 years ago helping out people. And I remember Spirit telling me we're way off as far as the timeline, as far as getting getting the right information with research and science, getting that sorted out, getting straight. So we have to do it for everybody. We have to get the advanced information out there for everybody early. And when it comes down to vitiligo, and some people call it vitiligo, some people call it vitiligo, um, some people call it something different. But, you know, what happens is that even with vitiligo, um, I'm going all the way back. I, I, I remember helping people out, giving them the same information as I'm going to give you in the show about vitiligo. The same information. What that means is it's always been advanced when spirit hands that information over to me. Um, since a young child, that's how it's always been. And for anybody who is not familiar with with how it works with medical medium and the show and everything, what you're going to find on, on these shows is information that is not polluted. And it's not polluted by... Um, certain groups, interest groups, medical funding with strings attached or botched research, uh, thumb, thumb on the scale kind of thing where it's like internal kickbacks and persuaded belief systems and private panel of influencers, health field payoffs and trendy traps. Those things all exist in conventional and alternative, I repeat, alternative medicine. In fact, alternative medicine is polluted with that. There's a lot of empires built right now. You guys don't even know. <laughs> you don't even know how many empires are built in the conventional, but, but most, I mean, most importantly, alternative movement, which is really sad. Back in the old day, it wasn't like that. I remember back in the old days, it wasn't about empires building on alternative medicine. So that means, you know, uh, lots of money and lots of studies being twisted to different outcomes to come out the way, you know, they want it to be and stuff like that. That didn't really exist in alternative medicine in the old days. Well, it exists now, and it's really, really horrific. And this show doesn't have any of that. So if you're, you're first logged on to the show and you're like, what is this? The medical medium, blah, blah, blah. What is this show? What, what is he saying? Where's his research and science? Where's his studies? So let me tell you something. You want to stand by research and science with chronic illness? Then you're just going to be standing there for decades. I'm sorry. Decades and decades and decades. Whether you like it or not, whether you don't like me, whether you don't like what I'm saying, I don't care. It's the truth. The truth is the truth. The one thing... When people are sick with chronic illness or with vitiligo or anything like that, is it has to be the truth. When people are suffering and they're struggling with anything, there's no playing around. There's no playing around, and I don't play around. That's I don't do it when it's when when it's about this right here. You know, there's no way because you're talking about people suffering. You're talking about people going through so much in their lives with all the different diseases, conditions, and illnesses and symptoms, neurological symptoms, everything from aches and pains to chronic fatigue to neuro fatigue to, to, I mean, whatever people deal with, eye problems, ear problems, you know, throat problems, thyroid problems, Hashimoto's thyroiditis and hyperthyroidism and diabetes and all these other things that we all deal with out there. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. But when chronic illness, when people are suffering and struggling, we can't play around. 
it has to be straight out. It can't be protecting the interest groups of research and science. It can't be about that because that's what that does in chronic illness. It's all only about an outcome that they want to hand you to protect them. It's never to protect the people. In chronic illness, it's never to protect the people ever. This is the only show you'll ever find that is not contaminated. It doesn't have any of that toxic nature to it, okay? It's pure. It's untampered with. It's an advanced, clean source of information. So, you know, I said something on one of my Facebook Lives I said, um, you know, I, I don't know if it was an Instagram live or Facebook live, but I said I can hand you the gold. I can hand over the golden ticket. Okay, I can hand it over to you, or you can smack it out of my hand. You can take it or smack it out of my hand. You can smack it out of my hand. I could take a good beating and give me a slap. Totally fine. But you know, <clears throat> but but take the golden ticket, and that's what I tell everybody now because it really. Because I'm trying to give you the information. When I was a young child and this information was just advanced, even though I didn't know what the hell it meant, I had no clue what it meant. Eight, nine, ten years old, excuse me, eight, nine, ten years old, getting handed information about vitiligo. Then, information about multiple sclerosis. Then, information about every single ache and pain and every single neurological twitching and all kinds of different symptoms, including emotional, psychological, everything. And getting the information, it was advanced, and it was the same. It was the same. It was the same information. It was, you know, and that's the, and 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 it's just as advanced right now. That's the whole point. It wasn't like, oh, okay, each decade went by, and I took information from some book, gleaned information from some source. Never. All the medical medium information. It all starts from the original source right here. It starts from original source from the books, from me, all the way going back to childhood, and it always has. And it's been passed around. A lot of it's been passed around, and it's, it's, it's over the years, and it's come back full circle to me where, I, where, where it was started to begin with. I'm saying all this because with chronic illness, it, it has to be something above. It has to be something bigger and above what's out there now. Because it's not working what's out there now. I'm telling you right now, it's not. There are so many people sick, so many people struggling. I'm talking about every digestive order disorder there is, every I mean, bloating, constipation, um, burning. Uh, you know, People's hands feel like they're on fire. I mean, I've seen it all. Aches and pains all over the body. Um, skin rashes, eczema, psoriasis, everything. And people walk around suffering migraines, headaches, sinus infections, chronic all the time, lung problems, breathing problems. Nowhere do they get any help besides steroids and immunosuppressive drugs, you know, and new inventions, immunosuppressive drugs. So you tell me, is science and research on the ball with chronic illness or they got it all squared up? They got it all squared up, huh? Just because you, just because you're convinced that how good your car works, right? It's because you're convinced on how good GPS works. Just because you're convinced on how good all the technology works, you think everything else is sewed up. <laughs> just because they could remove an appendix for somebody and save their life, which is amazing. But you, they got it all sewed up. No, they don't. They don't. And that's what's that. So vitiligo, we're talking about. I'm just covering a little bit. One of the greatest mistakes with vitiligo is and I'm just going to be straight up about this, is that it's said out there in the industry, and the alternative industry believes this too. So you know, the alternative industry now isn't really the alternative industry. It's just a conventional industry that's been kind of kind of uh, shook up a little bit, kind of a mixed bag of nuts. It's not the alternative industry of the old days. I'm just going to tell you right now. And um, 
So, and, and, but believe me, I love the conventional industry and I love the alternative industry. I love the people that work in there. It's not, I'm not talking about the people. I'm not talking about the people. I'm talking about the hierarchy of these, 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 um, these, these industries. Yes, there's a hierarchy to these industries. Sorry to say it, but it's the truth. So, <clears throat> okay, so here's the deal. So, um, one of the greatest, greatest mistakes with vitiligo is the immune system attacking itself, and the alternative industry adopted that. So if you're walking around, if you just got a diagnosis with vitiligo, <clears throat> if you just got a diagnosis of vitiligo and you, you, know, you walked into the doctor's office, you came out of the doctor's office, and it's just like, well, yeah, and I just got a diagnosis that my body's attacking itself. It's destroying something. It's destroying something. So vitiligo is the whole thing with it is, okay, it's autoimmune. That's what you get told. It's autoimmune. It's the belief that your own immune system is attacking its cells, destroying melanocytes, destroying melanin. So the producer of melanin, so this is the pigment, the pigment that makes the skin color. So the cells are dying and they're dying because your immune system is destroying it. So when you start getting the white patches or the white blotches or you start getting – you can get all kinds of – it can hit you in all kinds of different places with, with vitiligo. But the thing is, is with this, understand that um, that when we get told our body's attacking itself, when we get told our immune system is destroying our pigment-producing cells, that's one Great mistake we just started off with. One unbelievable great mistake we just started off with. And what happens is that mistake is concrete, meaning it stays cemented. It's grandfathered law in. It's grandfathered in. And I know I've talked about autoimmune with you guys so many times. I'm not trying to bore you. I'm not trying to throw you. I promise I'm not trying to do anything like that. I just have to tell you because when it comes down to vitiligo, you walk out of the doctor's office just like you do when you have Hashimoto's thyroiditis. You walk out of the doctor's office and you're told you have you're told you have a problem with your thyroid. Your immune your own immune system is destroying your thyroid tissue, causing Hashimoto's thyroiditis. You know, meaning causing thyroiditis, swelling of the thyroid. It's the same thing. You walk out of the doctor's office with anything now. It's your body attacking itself. You walk out of the, body, the doctor's office now with fibromyalgia diagnosis. Oh, that's overactive nerves because your immune system is, is inflaming your nerves. It's, just, it's unbelievable. And oh, it's genes, by the way. Everything's genetic, genetic, genetic. Now throw everybody off the path. Throw everybody off the course. It's unbelievable what's going on out there. And, you know, Spirit and I were the first, were the first to bring to the world decades ago, bring to the world a long time ago that Epstein-Barr is responsible for MS. It's responsible for fibromyalgia. It's responsible for Hashimoto's thyroiditis. It's responsible. And you know what happened? The movement got so big. You guys have spread the word. The books got out there. The information got out there, and it shook up the industry. You know what the industry did? They put out a bogus study saying, hey, we now know that Epstein-Barr is linked, is linked to, so check this out, linked to multiple sclerosis, fibromyalgia, to Hashimoto's thyroid. We know it's linked. It's a trick. What that is is they're getting you, to, they're baiting you, and then they tell you, that it's not the cause, though. It's not the cause. Epstein-Barr is the cause of all these different illnesses. And they tell you it's not the cause. They just tell you, no, it's your genes that are the cause. And it's autoimmune still. It just so happens Epstein-Barr might be a trigger. It might be linked. 
No, Epstein Barr is the cause. This is this is done purposely so you get tricked. So when you see these new articles out now, those are actually traps set because of what we've done so far. I know everybody's been excited in the groups, saw in the Facebook groups and everything else that, you know, that the that there were some articles out there and and it was like, whoa, hey, science just discovered that Epstein Barr is responsible for this and this and that. Everybody was cheering, and I don't blame them. But it, no, it's it's not respond. They they were saying it's linked to, or it's 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 it, there's an affiliation. No, no, that's not good enough because you'll you'll read through there and you'll see where they set the trap. They're trying to say don't don't believe the truth. The truth got out there. So stop believing the truth and then believe us because we're taking you down now the path of its genes and autoimmune still. This is how it's done. It's done. And so it's really, really demented, actually. It's demented. It's, it's, it's sick because it's not about healing people. It's not about healing anyone. And even in the industrial, I mean, the alternative medicine now, it's all about infomercials and selling and selling and selling and selling things to make $100 million companies and empires. And meanwhile, no one wants to put out the truth. No one wants to put out the free information and the truth. We do that at Medical Medium for a reason. We put that out there. So vitiligo. So, so I'm talking about all this because... Because it's not that I'm trying to throw you off course yet. I'm going to go right into it. We've got a whole 45 minutes left here. It's just that the autoimmune diagnosis of vitiligo is, is, is disgusting because it's, it's so it's, – it's negligence. It's negligence in its highest, highest fashion, in its highest order. It's negligence. By, by e- that even being there, it's an instant, instant cancellation of a person's ability to heal. Sure, they might get get to a doctor that throws a few fancy supplements in them and gets them on a better diet, and sometimes some people improve and sometimes people get worse. But the point is, it's an instant stop you from healing. Just that diagnosis alone, it's your body's own immune system attacking and destroying melanocytes, attacking and destroying the, the cells that produce melanin, your pigment, attacking and destroying. That alone, that alone. And, and they say, okay, well, you know, maybe stress is triggering it. Maybe something else is triggering That alone, but your body's still attacking itself, is an instant, we don't want you to heal. That's what it is. It's an instant industry rule that says, we don't want you to heal from vitiligo, and we don't want you to know the truth and never know the truth of vitiligo. We never want you to know the truth ever, 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 ever. I'm serious. I'm serious about that. I'm serious. And that's what that is. So we have to break that. I'm pretty intense today. I know, I know, pretty intense. I, I don't sound like I have a lot of humor in, in this today for some reason, meaning like I'd like to keep lighthearted. I'd like to have a little bit of humor in, in there because we can heal, and the humor is basically based on the ridiculousness of the industries and, and, and how they take advantage of people. And I try to keep lighthearted about this, but today I, I can't do it, you know, because I've just recently even talked to somebody, a friend of mine, a friend of mine, um, you know, their, their, their child is vitiligo and they, and they just went to the doctor. They came back to the doctor and the friend said, my friend said, look, the doctor said, you know, it's autoimmune. There's nothing we can do. Um, and you know, and, and what can we do? And they said, Anthony, what can we do? What can we do? I said, well, I'm about to do a show on it. So you can, you'll, you'll find out what we need to do during the show. 
and and we'll get some and you know you'll have some clarity on the whole thing. It's unbelievable how it works. So here's the deal. You know, there there's something there's something out there that says, okay, well, you you know, vitiligo can be triggered by exposure to industrial chemicals. That's the closest they've ever been to something real. Something real. It's the closest they've ever been to something real. So what this means is if the industries, science and research, has a theory that the exposure to industrial chemicals possibly could trigger vitiligo, then, I mean, hats off. Hats off to them. Hats off to them a little bit. I mean, maybe a half hat. Maybe a half hat, right? Um, so because because there, there's something I'm going to cover what that means. They're saying exposure to the outside. So they're saying exposure. So say you work in a factory. Say you work somewhere and you're exposed to chemicals, industrial chemicals. And they noticed, wait a minute, someone gets vitiligo. And they don't know what it could be. Maybe it's the chemicals being exposed on the skin. Maybe it's chemicals being exposed in some way. It's really not clear. But what's happening is there there is industrial chemicals in everybody who has vitiligo. There is industrial chemicals, industrial toxins deep within the body since birth or after birth or during childhood. And these industrial chemicals, you guys, these industrial chemicals are... They are part of why we have vitiligo. So, but but the but 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 the medical industry and science research they don't know that part. They're thinking it's like an exposure to maybe the outside of the body. They're thinking like it's an exposure. I mean, hats off, they're even thinking that. But we're talking about the real. We're talking about the truth. We're talking about the real stuff. We don't play around with the bull. We don't play around with people and their health. It's all about getting it right because it has to be right. It has to be right. We don't throw you guys a whole bunch of crazy bogus cleanses out there in the world and all the different books that are out there now. It's like they have all these different programs and stuff like that. I mean, we don't throw anything like that out at you because, you know, a lot of those things are just not going to be right. They're not going to be right. They're not even going to have celery juice in them in order to get you better. It's always got to be right when we have to get somebody better, when we have to figure out what the truth is and what we need to do. So these industrial chemicals, they actually sit inside the body of everybody deep down. And then that's just one part of it. There's more to it than that. There's more to that. So it takes more than that. It takes the industrial chemicals, whatever those might be from the past, Toxic heavy metal exposure passed on from generation to generation to generation, which may make it look like it is genetic when it's not genetic. So toxic, toxic heavy metals, you know, um, all the different metals that I talk about all the time, copper, aluminum, mercury, you know, lead, just all the different ones, cadmium, you know, nickel, arsenic, just lots of different metals. And then there's got to be something else, though. There's got to be another thing, one other thing that has to happen. There has to be something called oxidation. The metals need to be oxidizing. 
they need to be oxidizing, meaning to cause vitiligo. They need to be oxidizing to cause vitiligo. And when they oxidize, they, they run. You know, what that means is run. It's not like somebody jogging, somebody running. What it means is the metals, they, they corrode. And when they corrode, they blow up. The metals blow up. That's what they do. That's what they do. So the metals actually blow up. Aluminum is a big part of vitiligo. Aluminum. That's a big one. That's a really big one for vitiligo. And the aluminum has to sit inside the liver. It has to sit inside the liver. And that's what it does. It sits in there. And then the aluminum interacts and reacts with other metals. Well, that's what the aluminum does. It interacts and reacts with other metals. And then it blows up large. But it needs something to blow up large with, something to cause it, and that's fats, high-fat diets. So high-fat diets are an instigator for vitiligo. A lot of times when somebody cleans up their diet, they're still eating high-fat, but they got rid of other fats too. They got rid of so many fats in their diet that they didn't know it, but they threw away processed foods that were filled with fat. They threw away other fatty foods, and they changed over their diet, cleaned up their diet, whether it be an animal protein diet, a you know, paleo diet, a vegan diet, a plant-based diet, a, whatever kind of diet there is out there, you throw away the processed foods, you end up blowing your fat a little bit because you're probably throwing away lots of different other fatty sources along with the normal fats that you eat every day, like meat and everything else. And then, so you start, and a lot of people with vitiligo, you start seeing a little bit of a difference not everybody, but some people start getting a little bit of a difference going on. That's because the fats have reduced in their diet and the fats get inside the liver and they actually cause, the reason why you want to reduce these fats in your diet is they get inside the liver and what they do is they oxidize the metals quickly. They oxidize the aluminum quickly. So aluminum with the fat on it will then oxidize It'll blow up. It'll blow up. What does that mean, blow up? Well, you know, just like if you take a balloon, a little rubber balloon, you start blowing into it, and it starts to blow up with air. It starts to fill up with air. Well, the, the, the aluminum, yeah, little bits of micro-aluminum. That's right. Little bits of aluminum, just like nano-aluminum. And when this aluminum gets, it starts to oxidize, it starts to expand, starts to expand. And that's why the high fat diets are so bad for Alzheimer's and so bad for, because any kind of metals like mercury inside the brain and aluminum mercury inside the brain and you got, and you got a high fat diet going on. And that's why when people go off their processed food diets and they're saying, hey, I got somebody with Alzheimer's, they're starting to come around a little. They're, they weren't that advanced to begin with, but they were, they were, you know, they were, they were having problems. They weren't, you know, they weren't, fu- they weren't functioning right. And they were, and I, and, and, and I went to this doctor and he put them on this special remove whatever out of your diet and, and whatever. And what he, the doctor did was remove without realizing it, a lot of processed foods with bad fats but then still kept the diet a high-fat diet because the doctor could have done a lot better than that if the doctor lowered the fats altogether in the diet, like we talk about here. And, you know, I mean, then forget it. You can get somebody with Alzheimer's even backtrack even more to, to where they remember all of a sudden a relative's name or a sibling's name or something. 
and uh, or a loved one's name, and they remember. And you can go even further than that, but nobody knows that yet, by the way, you guys. So, so, so the deal is, the deal is, with vitiligo, is you get this aluminum that's sitting inside, sitting inside the liver, and aluminum is is a destructive, destructive industrial toxin. And how did you get aluminum inside your liver? What do you mean? You just we pass it on from generation to generation. How do you get how do you get aluminum inside the uh, liver? I mean, medical practices. There's there's medical treatments that just are filled with aluminum. I mean, everything. Deodorant for you know young adults using lots of aluminum based deodorant. I mean, aluminum in in toothpaste. I mean, just loads of aluminum in everything. Aluminum in the water supply. There's aluminum in everything. I mean, it's just we're saturated in aluminum, just like where we got so much mercury going on. But that aluminum, that's responsible for vitiligo. So what he would have so you you know where I'm going, right? You 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 guys know where I'm going. You know where I'm heading. I hope hope you know where I'm heading. So that that's what's going on with that aluminum. So that aluminum, with along with a really you know high fat diet, which is basically standard American and even and even healthy American, that that high fat those high fats, whether they're even healthy fats too, they oxidize, they oxidize that aluminum, and then something else has to happen. I'm telling you a story. It's like a bedtime story. It's like a nice little bedtime story. I'm telling you, <laughs> it's like a bedtime story. I mean, you know, or it's like a campfire, a scary campfire story, you know. So then there's something else that has to be there inside our liver. It can't just be aluminum and then the fats building up inside the liver and then the oxidizing of the aluminum, the expansion of the aluminum. There has to be one other thing. You, you know what it is. It's a virus. It's a virus. And so the virus has to be present, really low grade, not even anything serious. The mildest low grade viral condition. Yes, Epstein-Barr is a big, big, big one for this. But other viruses can do it too. All the HHs, all the HHV6s and 7s. And the HH10s and 11s. And Epstein-Barr is a common one that does it. And even the shingles inside the liver can do this. I mean, it can. There's a lot of different herpetic viruses that can sit inside the liver. I mean, there's so many. There's multitudes of them. And so when that virus and that Epstein-Barr is sitting inside the liver, it feeds. It feeds off of the aluminum. Now, in the case of eczema psoriasis, it has to feed off of copper, it has to feed off of copper to give you the eczema. But in, in when it comes down to vitiligo, it has to feed off of the aluminum runoff, and the, the aluminum expansion, the aluminum that's blowing up, the aluminum that's oxidizing. It has to feed off the aluminum. And it does. It feeds off this industrial toxin. Yes, this industrial toxin. And, you know, I mean, seriously. Seriously. And, and what happens is that when the virus feeds off the industrial toxin, the aluminum, the, the runoff, the oxidative aluminum, it then goes to the bathroom. It eats it, which is something else research and science doesn't even know. The viruses eat. 
They eat to stay alive. They eat to reproduce. They eat to stay stay functioning. They they fuel. They fuel themselves right through the membrane of the virus. They fuel themselves. And research and science doesn't know that yet. And if they do know it, they don't want you to know it. How about that? Okay, if you think they're that smart, then let's give them the benefit of the doubt and say they do know it. But how come they won't tell anybody? How come they tell everybody that viruses don't eat anything? Well, then, you know, then they're lying to you. Okay, whatever. However you want to look at it. They're lying if they know or they're, they're stupid and they don't know. Whatever you want to do, whatever, whichever direction you want to go. So, and it, you know, so viruses, they feed off and then they release it. And when they release a poison, the poison has to go to the skin. It has to travel and go to the skin. Aluminum, oxidative, methyl aluminum being eliminated from a virus creates a type of dermatoxin, a different kind of dermatoxin that inevitably can affect, yes, affect pigment-creating cells. So it can affect the melanocytes. It can affect the melanin. It can affect it. And what happens is when that toxin surfaces to those pigment cells, there's a reaction that happens that science and research will never touch upon. I mean, honestly, not in my lifetime. And I don't even know if our, in our children's lifetime or their lifetime. I just don't know if they can go there. It's just too advanced. It's, it's painful. And so, you know, what happens is that, that dermatoxin, it becomes a dermatoxin. It surfaces to areas of the body, different skin areas, and it explodes the cells. There's a reaction that occurs with a pigment to oxidative aluminum that's been eliminated out of a virus. That's been eliminated out of a virus. And it's in a different state. And so it, it, it's, it's in a corruptive state. And that poison, industrial poison, and viruses are industrial too. Yeah, they are. Gotta say it. They're industrial too. Many of them, not all of them, but many, many of them are industrial. And so this industrial, this all of this, it's an industry thing. So that's why I said hats off to medical research and science when they're like exposure to industrial chemicals, which they meant you're just working in a factory and you've been sprayed by brake cleaner, carburetor cleaner, you know, some kind of cleaning agent that's, you know, just toxic. No, I'm not talking about... And what happens with those is those can... Those have aluminum in it. Yes, all that can have aluminum in it, but they don't know that. I mean, they don't know that's what's happening. And that aluminum can go into the liver. So if you're somebody exposed to a lot more toxic chemicals than somebody else, then you're getting more aluminum. And then more aluminum goes inside the liver. Then more... Then it can do what it's doing. And oxidize and expand and everything I just said it can do. And there's different varieties of vitiligo because there's different situations. It, it all depends on where the toxin's traveling in someone. Someone may exercise a lot. Someone may be active. It, it can travel further. It can go into different places. It could, could go to all kinds of different areas. It can go to the eyes. It can go to the, it can go to the ears. It can go to the, the lymphatic system. Oftentimes, it goes to the face on a lot of people because it heads up to the lymphatic system. It goes to the knees because the lymphatic system can, you know, it all depends on what they're doing. Do they sit on the couch a lot? Do they sit on the couch a lot? With their feet up and they watch TV, you know, like, like, like I do too much of, yeah, no, I wish I had the time to do that. <laughs> That's my dream. 
That's my dream, okay, is to actually take one day off writing the books and actually watch watch a funny show or something or watch a funny movie. Maybe I'll be able to do it 10 years from now. <laughs> maybe people maybe people are sitting on the couch a lot. Maybe they're standing all day or maybe they're working and standing all day. Maybe they're sitting all day. Maybe people are exercising more. Maybe people aren't. Maybe people, you know, everything is different with someone. Also, how their liver is working, how their liver is functioning. Are there other poisons and toxins and different things and bugs and other stuff inside their livers? Everything is different to how it can develop, like where the dermatoxin can lie, where the dermatoxin can go and travel to what joint, to what part of the body, to what area, to what lymphatic area, to through the bloodstream, to what direction. Because you remember, the liver releases all this stuff right out of the bloodstream, right up through the you know, hepatic portal vein, right up to the heart, right up to it pumps through the body. And then it, you know, it finds its way in all kinds of areas and lymphatic system and everywhere else. And it travels and travels. And so, you know, it can give you different situations with this. Now, why does stress play a role as a trigger? Stress is a trigger. Isn't it interesting? Whoa, it's a, it's a, you know, and that's the thing. That's what's funny about research and science. I hate being that hard on research and science because I love science. I absolutely love it because I, how can I not love it? What spirit gives me is nothing but science. Science that's undiscovered, but nothing but science. How can I not love science? So, you know, yeah, okay, there's bogus science out there in the world. Yeah, and it's the thumbs on the scale, like I said so. But the point is, I still love the fact that there's science. And there's good science, too. I mean, there's fantastic stuff out there, too. It's amazing achievements going on out there. It's incredible. But the bottom line is, the bottom line is, is this, is that, you know, science comes up with, oh, well, stress can trigger vitiligo. Okay, yeah. Well, why and how? Is that 50 years from now we learn? Or is that 80 years from now we learn? No, learn this now. Learn it now, Okay. I, and I've been talking about this for years, going back and back and back. I love when someone says says to me, "Oh, you've been the, you're the medical meeting. What? When did you start? Three years ago or something? Oh, oh, three years ago. Oh, how about when I was three years old? Well, it's four years old, but you know what I mean. It's four years old is when it started. But I just you know I'm just saying. If someone says, "How? When did you start? Five years ago?" I'd be like, "Yeah, how about five years old? You know, how about when I was a child? Is what I mean." And so, you know, the bottom line is with stress is stress is a trigger for a couple of reasons because what stress does is stress weakens the immune system and then allows a virus to actually thrive a little better. Remember I said you have to have a virus inside the liver too. So people with vitiligo have to have a little bit of Epstein-Barr sitting inside the liver. Also, they have to have the aluminum in it. Aluminum has to be also oxidizing from a high-fat diet throughout the years, years before. And so what happens is the stress... The stress lowers the immune system a little bit, which gives the Epstein-Barr virus a little bit more of a kick. It could, it could actually fuel itself, eat a little bit more. Now, how does it fuel itself? Because of adrenaline, too. You're under a lot of stress. You're under a lot of adrenaline. Adrenaline feeds viruses. I talk about that in Medical Medium Book 1. You know, adrenaline feeds viruses. And when adrenaline feeds viruses, then viruses fuel up. They get stronger. Um and so, therefore, you have the stress trigger right there. You see how it works. <clears throat> so it's a really important to understand. And um, because, yeah, because we're going to be under stress, but we can do something about it. Look, I'm under stress. I'm under stress. I'm always under stress. 
And um, I'm sure I'm sure a lot of you guys are too. I'm sure a lot of you guys are too. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's easy to be under that. It's easy to be under that. So stress is a big trigger, but but just saying stress is a trigger is is an insult. What about the answers to why it is? You know, and that's how you win. You win when you have the answers. You win when you have the truth. You win when you know what to do. What can we do now? What can we do? Well, we certainly can't lower our stress, really. I mean, we can try to. We can take care of ourselves the best we can. We can try to lower our stress. We can try to take care of ourselves in different ways. Sure, there's ways of lowering stress. I mean, in Medical Medium Book 1, I did all the healing meditations in there. And, you know, there's, there's lots of ways to cope and deal with our stress and really help. But even with that being said, the crap's still going to hit the fan somewhere. It always does. I mean, you know, there's, you always still have to die out fires. And I talk about that all the time. There's always fires to die out. And that's how life is. So we can't control that. We can't have this full control over that. So what do we do? One of the things we do is we, A, we get the aluminum out of our liver to get rid of vitiligo. We do that by eating better. We do that by eating a little bit of a lower-fat diet. Whatever aisle you sit on, whatever that is. And, I, you know, and I'm not into the propaganda thing. Just th- everybody's throwing propaganda at themselves, I'm, at, at each other out there. I'm not into that. I'm not into like and the paleos picking on the vegans like they do and the plant-based people, which I think is totally unfair because the plant-based people, it's very small. It's, it's just a very small crew in the country. It's really small when you think about it. And then, you know, and then the meat-eating world... Um, why are the hospitals filled and filled, filled with sick people? And, oh, my God, dentist offices are filled with rotting teeth. I mean, drilling root, canal, root canals, pulling teeth, implants, dentures. And they're not all vegans. I mean, the vegans are really small, so it's unfair when the paleos do that. And then the vegans pick on the paleo people, and they pick on the, uh, and they pick on the meat eaters, which is, you know, which is unfair, too, which is unfair, too, because then they throw at them, you know, all kinds of stuff. They throw out all kinds of stuff at them, and you know, like I get it, but it's like they—they're they, both attacking each other, and it's—it's it's kind of unfair because no one's using, no one has the truth in their hand. It's all like they're throwing theories or bogus paid science and studies to try to outscience themselves. Everybody's so upset; they're all outsciencing themselves with bogus science, with science that's actually just crazy, and it's just. And they're just, you know, no, we got higher protein. No, we got higher protein. We got better this. No, we got better that. And it's just this battle out there. Meanwhile, people are just staying sick <laughs> because they don't know what to do. And so what I'm saying is whether you're vegan or plant-based or whether you're paleo, whether you're, you're a meat eater, it doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is you lower your fats. You lower them down. You lower them, you're down. You lower them down with vitiligo. So what I'm trying to tell you is, if you're you're a happy meat eater and you got vitiligo, cut the meats down to once a day, not twice a day. Cut it down once a day, maybe even once every other day. You know, throw an avocado in there, whatever you want to do. Throw some other things. Throw an avocado in there. Throw throw a little bit of plant fat to offset it. The plant fat's a little easier in the system. I'm just saying, when you're sick with something and you have a liver problem like vitiligo, which is really a liver problem in the end, yes, you want to do that. You want to lower your fats. And if you're plant-based, cut the nuts out. Cut the nuts out. 
kill the nuts altogether. I mean, I love nuts, and they're they're healthy. They're, believe me, they're healthy for people. But if you got vitiligo, kill the nuts. Drop the nuts back. Watch the cashews. Drop them back a little bit. You know, watch the watch the walnuts. Drop them back a little bit. Watch the sunflower seeds. Drop them back a little bit. Yeah, maybe bring some more hemp seeds instead. They're a little bit healthier, you know. And so, so the point is, is that we just got to lower the fats a little bit. Drop the oils, both sides, both sides. Drop the oils, bring them down, and then. And then, you know, because everybody's now gluten-free for the most part. Everybody's gluten-free. They're wheat-free. They're gluten-free. Most people are getting grain-free. I mean, you could still have quinoa and get rid of vitiligo. You can still do that and get rid of vitiligo. You can can get quinoa. You can get, you know, you can have millet. You can have... You can even have some black beans in there and still get, get, get rid of vitiligo. You can still do that. You can still do that. But just lower the fats. Because that's another thing, too. If you believe in oatmeal, you can still get rid of vitiligo because oatmeal, essentially, it's not, it's not going to cause that much harm at all. I mean, it's, it's, it's actually, I've seen it help people. I've seen it help a lot of people. It doesn't hurt a lot of people. I've seen it help people. I've seen people heal from vitiligo and still have oatmeal. So it's this, this big war out there. It's like no grains. Everything is grain-free. Everything, no grain and high fat, high protein, high fat, high protein. And you know who suffers in the end from all that misinformation? The person with vitiligo, the person with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, the person with, you know, all kinds of different things. You know, whatever, whatever. I mean, there's so many different illnesses. I mean, I could bore you with the list. It's just the list can go on. But the bottom line is if you bring down those fats a little bit, guess what's going to happen? You're not going to oxidize the aluminum. You're not going to oxidize the aluminum. The aluminum inside your liver if you have this condition. If you have this condition, you're not going to oxidize the aluminum. And therefore, that viral issue you have inside the liver that's feeding off of the oxidized aluminum and feeding off of that crusted aluminum in there that's expanding from oxidizing from the high fats. If the virus isn't able to feed off of all the oxidation, you just won the battle right there by lowering your fats in your diet. And I don't care what trend, I don't care what expert goes on some show or there's a TV show that's common or a bunch of doctors, I don't care who's on what. They still don't know about these chronic illnesses. I know that for a fact that they don't know about these chronic illnesses and what's really behind them. Instead, it's just all about eating in a trendy way that somebody believes in, that some guy believes in, that doesn't understand women's health is completely different. And some guy who goes to the gym who never really had anything wrong with him, that's nice and fit and exercises every day, and doesn't know what it's like to have an illness or a condition like millions and millions of women out there, and men too, but then all of a sudden is like a spokesperson for some trendy diet so an empire can be built. That's demented. It's deranged, actually. Now I'm talking about what about the answers to getting people better? What about that? What about the information to turn their lives around? So what's the first thing we need to do? First thing we need to do, I said, is we got to lower the fats. No matter what aisle you sit on, you got to lower the fats. I'm not anti-animal protein. I'm not anti-plant-based. I'm not anti-vegetarian. You just, I, well, you can't do eggs. You can't do eggs and dairy products. And yes, of course, nobody should be on gluten. But you can't do eggs and dairy products. I don't care what kind of dairy product you like. If you got a condition, you can't be doing it. 
You're just going to feed viruses and feed the Epstein bars to create these conditions and everything else. And you can't do it. You got to keep those out. You know, I'm, I'm tired of seeing egg as the perfect food out there because I know it's just going to create more PCOS in women, more cysts, more tumors, more cancers, more breast cancers from Epstein-Barr, more conditions, more multiple sclerosis, more fibromyalgia, more Lyme disease, more whatever. It's going to keep on creating conditions. And you know what's tricky? You get tricked because you get a semi-healthy person, like say somebody who's 29 years old or a woman that's 29 years old, and, and they're eating their eggs, and they're promoting it all online, and they're all like eggs, 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 and they don't, you know, and you just don't understand that you can't equate that to what can happen 15 years down the road when they're sitting there getting like hysterectomies and when they're sitting there getting all kinds of problems because those eggs literally cause the worst fibroids down the road 15 years down the road. So it's a misconception. It's same with men, you know, with the eggs and everything. Meanwhile, when they end up getting prostate cancer when they're 58 years old, and yeah, it was all cute when they were 28 and saying they eat their two eggs a day, they're on this new protocol and whatnot. And meanwhile, the egg is feeding the Epstein-Barr virus inside the prostate, creating prostate cancer. They end up with prostate cancer at 58. It's all fun and games. And it's all deception and deceiving. And nobody really knows how it works. So keep away from the eggs. So we don't want to eat the eggs. We don't want to do that. Don't want to feed the viruses that create vitiligo. The other thing is we want to remove the toxic heavy metals out of our liver. That's the other piece that's so critical. And that's that's the key, removing the aluminum and the aluminum runoff, the aluminum oxidation. So we lower the fats, we lower the fats, we get rid of instigators that feed viruses. So there's a few steps you have to do. And you can do one of these steps and get improvements with vitiligo. You can. You can reverse that condition. You can literally reverse that condition. There's ways of doing it and being free. So what happens is you lower the fats in the diet, like I said. That alone stops the ability or slows down the ability to oxidize the aluminum. Then you remove foods like the eggs and the dairy products and the gluten that feed Epstein-Barr virus or other viruses so, so that they don't keep on proliferating and growing stronger and then feeding off of the aluminum. So that's another step. That's another step. Third step, now, you're, now it's about removing the aluminum itself. And if you can only do that step, hey, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. And, you know, the thing is with the celery juice, the, the celery juice movement that Spirit started – and that you guys, you know, you guys took off on. I mean, honestly, because you guys are champs and did the celery juice and changing your, your life and other people's lives. It's unbelievable. The celery juice, the, the celery juice alone is helping people with vitiligo. I hear about it all the time. You do because the celery juice, the, the, the cluster salt, sodium salts that I talked about in Facebook Live and I talk about it. I could, could go check out the Facebook Live someday too that I did on, on celery. It, it, you know, it, the celery Sodium, celery salts, what, the, what it does is it dissolves the membrane on the viruses, like the, the, like the surface membrane, and it starts to destroy the Epstein-Barr virus. That's why celery juice is so critical for vitiligo and critical for every disease, illness, condition, and symptom. Celery juice, everything across the board it's good for. So you got that going on, okay? But the heavy metal detox smoothie, the heavy metal detox smoothie, spirulina, the barley grass juice powder, 
okay? The spirulina, the barley grass juice powder. Don't get confused. I saw somebody get barley grass powder. No, 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 no. Barley grass juice powder. So, you know, and then you get spirulina, the barley grass juice powder. You got the, you got that. And I like Vimergy. I like Vimergy for those. And then you got like, and then, you, you know, you got the, the cilantro in there. You got the wild blueberries. You know the whole deal. You know the drill. A little bit of dulse. These in the combination can get into the liver, the heavy metal detox smoothie, into the liver, bind onto aluminum runoff, bind onto aluminum, and start bringing it out. So if you do these steps, you do the heavy metal detox smoothie, you do the celery juice, you take eggs and dairy and gluten out of the diet. And that's the thing. There's people that get a little better with vitiligo and other things because they took gluten out, but yet here's the here's the irony i mean here's what's unbelievable yet the practitioner or the program that it was in or the cleanse it was in or the doctor that w- that was talking about it or whatever was on television or whatever whoever was talking about the gluten doesn't even know the gluten was feeding the virus that was be- behind any illness or condition a person was suffering from and so you take out the eggs, the gluten, the dino, the, the, you take out the milk, the cheese, the butter, you take all of it. I don't care if it's grass-fed butter, you get rid of it. And because it's going to feed a viral condition, keep the vitiligo around, but you take those out. Then you lower your fats a little bit. So if you like animal proteins, bring them down a notch. If you got a really bad case of vitiligo, bring them down more every other day. Every other day you do it. And then, you know, you do other things other days. And that's, that's how you do it. That's the power of it. That's the power of the foods and the different, that's what's in your hand. So I can hand you the golden ticket, like I said, which are these things which can totally turn around vitiligo or, you know, or you can smack it out of my hand, whatever, whatever, whatever. And, um, so here's the deal. Okay. If it's overwhelming, if this is too much and you just, these things are too much alone. Like you might be saying, well, what do I eat? How do I eat? What do I do? How do I do it? You know, the medical medium, the 28 day, um, eating with the 28 day eating cleanse and medical medium, that's a good way of actually really jumping ahead. So whether you're a meat eater or you're plant-based, you do this for a month and you jump ahead. Another thing too is the thyroid, the 90-day thyroid, you know, healing in, in, um, in thyroid healing. The, the 90 days where you just work on your thyroid, where you got three months and you work in there, you can pick a month. Any month in there can help with vitiligo. It can help with the liver. It can help with all of it. But keeping your fats low, bringing in more fruits and vegetables. Don't be, don't, don't have fruit fear. If you have fruit fear, then you're going to have a difficult time healing and, and, and reversing vitiligo. You're going to have a more difficult time. So you want to make sure that you're not afraid of fruits. You're not afraid of more apples. You're not afraid of a few grapes. You're not afraid of some banana. You're not afraid of these things. These things are really important to reversing this condition and salads and leafy greens. So, you know, all the different leafy greens, spinach, mosh, you know, even leafy herbs, little parsley, little cilantro, all these things matter. Lots of butter lettuces, red leaf lettuce, green leaf lettuce, green leaf kale, dinosaur kale, just a little bit in some of your food wherever you can. That's a really a, an incredible weapon. Tomatoes are amazing. The, 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 oh, man, it's so amazing. I'm, you know, the thing is with tomatoes is I get really kind of emotional about it for a second because they're under attack right now. Once again, the very thing, it took years to get people back onto tomatoes. 
to, it took it took me years to get them using tomatoes. So they don't get certain cancers, so they actually don't get problems with their eyes. So they don't get glaucoma. So they don't get eye eye degeneration. So they don't get all kinds of different conditions and problems. And and so tomatoes are really helpful. Bring in tomatoes, lots of cucumbers. Bring in those. You can bring in some avocado. Bring in a few nuts and seeds. But don't overdo them. And br- you can bring in all the different vegetables: broccoli, cauliflower. You can bring in all the different things, but the more th- fruits and vegetables you bring in, you you actually help heal yourself from vitiligo. You really do. And potatoes, that's a secret weapon for vitiligo too. Sweet potatoes, butternut squash, bring those in. I like butternut squash, sweet potatoes, and potatoes. I like all three. And you can switch off. You can have them for dinner. You can have them with salads. You can have them. You can switch off. But those are really important for vitiligo. And supplement-wise, honestly, I, mean, I wouldn't even, you know, with the supplements, you can do a few different supplements that are, that are that are partially helpful. You could do a little bit of MSM. So you can do a little bit of MSM. You can do a little bit of ALA. You can do, you know, alpha-lopaic acid. You can do a little bit. You could do the B12. You could do the 5-MTHF. You can do the methylfolate. You can do a few different supplements, but I'm telling you with vitiligo, it's about making sure your diet gets cleaner and making sure you get the heavy metal detox movie going and you make sure you get rid of that aluminum. That's the key. I don't want to throw you on a whole you know, truckload of supplements here when really you want the aluminum out of the liver. That's what you want, and that's the key for this. And you want the viral load down. And, you know, one way to get the Epstein-Barr viral down is the L-lysine for sure. And, you know, you know the drill. You know if you go to thyroid healing, you'll see all the different you'll see all the different supplements like our weapons against Epstein-Barr. Same thing with book one, medical medium. And, you know, you do want, you know, you do want to knock down the viral load. But by not feeding the virus gluten, dairy, and eggs, you're already winning. You're already winning. You're already getting yourself in a better place to not feed the virus. I mean, these things are that important, that important. A little bit of licorice can help with vitiligo. So licorice, a little bit of olive leaf, lemon balm. I can't thank lemon balm enough for what it does. I can't thank it enough. It's that powerful. You bring in a little lemon balm, knock down your viral load. That can help. But I want the aluminum out. I want the aluminum out of the liver. And, you know, by doing that is getting your diet better, bringing in more fresh fruits and vegetables, lowering the fats, no matter what side of the aisle down you're, you're on, lowering their fat, lowering your fats. So that's the whole story with vitiligo. Um, I love you guys. It's an honor to be here with you. I can't even believe another day, another radio show. I'm so happy. I'm so proud of everybody. Bless your hearts. Bless all of you. Seriously. And... Keep a light heart. Have compassion for yourself. Pat yourself on the back. I love you dearly. Talk to you soon. See you on the next show. Bye-bye.